Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Synchronicity Podcast. I'm Nicole. I'm Megan. So today is going to be really fun. Um, Megan is a huge Greek mythology nerd. I love mythology. Like nerd nerd. Like I'm talking back since she was a little kid, she talked about Greek mythology. So the other day we were talking and I don't know what happened. I think she was reading a, a book on the, on, she was reading a Greek mythology book as per usual. That's well, her I, go-to. I read it when I'm not, yeah. Yeah. It's like her, it's like her it's like disconnect. My, yeah. My fall asleep thing. Yeah. So she, we were talking and all of a sudden she was like, took her AirPods out. She's like, Nicole, oh my gosh, there was a goddess named Psyche and she was married to Eros and she like ended up telling me the whole story. Well, the story is actually super fascinating and it has a lot to do with actually our company because the goddess of Psyche, Psyche means mind, body, and soul. Right, right. Right. And psychology is named after her, which is quite interesting. So she was the goddess of the soul. And what's so interesting is that, um, you know, I'm an astrologist um, and all of the archetypes are based off of mythology, right? And so I, it's also why I'm so obsessed with it because the more that I know the archetypes, the more that um, I'm able to read astrology charts because knowing mythology and the Greek gods are, um, uh, is how I can read charts. So it's quite interesting, like, and they're all up in the sky and I have my theories on all sorts of stuff. But why this struck me so much is that I didn't actually know what she was the goddess of. I was just like psyche because almost a lot of our language actually and references like psychology and stuff come from Greek mythology. And what's, um, you know, like, Hermitocles was uh, like hermaphrodite and everything comes off of him because he was born both male and female. So anyway, it's just things like that. Like Aries, god of war, is the male sign. Aphrodite, goddess of love, is the female sign. So, you know, we, we find roots to our cultures still based in all of these and they have a huge part to do with words and you know, word magic, if you've ever heard of it. That's why I never say good morning to people because to mourn the morning is actually like, think about mourning. Mourning is bad. You don't want to mourn waking up. So when I talk to people and I say grand rising, they get really confused, but it's word magic. Like what you say becomes reality. It's like to earn a living. An urn is what they put you in when you die. So you don't want to earn a living. You want to be in purpose and fulfillment to make a living. So it's, it's a lot, we don't realize like how much the words that we say every day have a huge effect on our psyche. Um, so, but this story is a really fun story and Nicole and I decided that we wanted to tell this story because it's such a huge part of, um, you know, what we do is psychology and why biggest question and why I like freaked out to her. I was like, this story is really fascinating because she is the goddess of the soul right? The mind and the soul and the body. And modern psychology only works in the mind. Why? That doesn't make any sense. If you're calling something psychology or something, it should embody the frequency of what that thing is. And so um, this story is really a beautiful story. And it's actually my favorite in all of mythology. So I was going to tell it. And um, yeah, so here we go. So Aphrodite, actually, Psyche started out being a princess. She was um, 
mortal like the rest of us. And she had two sisters and was a princess. And I don't remember the name of the kingdom, but it doesn't really matter. So um, her her sisters were married and her parents were like, well, is Psyche ever going to settle down? And da-da-da-da-da. And she was really annoyed by her beauty. Um, and she was so beautiful that Aphrodite herself was jealous of Psyche because this girl's beauty was so intense that people were giving up the worship of Aphrodite to actually fall at um, Psyche's feet. So Aphrodite, um, and Eros, if you don't know, is actually Cupid, which is the god of desire. Um, but she was Ares and Aphrodite's, or he was Ares and Aphrodite's son. So, and Aphrodite would send him on, you know, adventures to go, you know, shoot his arrow and make people fall in love. So Aphrodite went to Eros and said, hey, um, I want you to go buy a very, very ugly pig. And I want you to go into this girl's room, shoot her with one of her arrows. And when she wakes up, the first thing she'll see is this hideous pig. And Aphrodite thought this, this was the funniest thing ever and was just, you know, she was morbid as fuck as a lot of the gods were. So Eros goes and buys this hideous pig. And being Eros, if you've ever heard any stories about Cupid or Eros, is like he was this beautiful, beautiful young being. If you've seen cherubs and things like that, like basically like a young Brad Pitt with angel wings um, is what I picture him as. You can come hang out with us anytime. I'm like, hey, boy, hey. So he's crawling through Psyche's window, and he eats shit and pokes himself with the arrow instead of her, and the pig is loose, and she is squealing, and so when he looks up and she's awake, she's the first thing he sees. And gods are not immune to the poison, or you call it poison, whatever it is that's in these magical darts. Um, because even Aphrodite falls victim to it once too and falls in love with a mortal. So anyway. Um, so this guy trips and falls on so his So he arrow. trips and falls. He sees Psyche. He falls in love with her. Okay. And um, at the same time, as this is all going down, Psyche's dad is actually at the Oracle Delphi. And he's asking the Oracle, like, what do I do with this daughter who refuses to marry, who refuses to do anything I tell her to do? And the oracle... Brad Pitt just came into her room with wings. Hey. (laughs) Well, but it was dark, so she didn't see him. He saw her, but she didn't see him. Got it. She just saw this psycho pig running around a room, like, squealing. And she was like, what What the the fuck is happening? (laughs) I'm very confused how a pig crawled through my window. She didn't actually say that. Or maybe she did. I don't really know. But uh, so, you know, the oracle Delphi says, you know, um, you need to sacrifice this daughter on this mountaintop and... Or it will be the end of your kingdom. Damn, brutal. Right? They were brutal in the day. So Psyche wakes up the next morning, and the pig is still in her room. And her parents, you know, her mom, like, is like, what the fuck? The daughter has a pig in her room. Like, is she crazy? What the hell is going on? Where did where did? And then the dad go? shows back. He's coming in. Okay, okay. Okay. The dad shows back up and goes, guess what? We have to sacrifice you to the gods. And they were like, what? Okay. And Psyche was like, all right, well, if that's my fate, that's my fate. I don't want to see my country go. And um, so anyway, long story short, there's this huge procession through town where they leave Psyche on this mountain to be taken by whatever whatever this beast is. So she's going to be sacrificed. Right, she's going to be sacrificed. So 
but they're just supposed to leave her on the mountain oh, to they be don't sacrificed. Like, they don't like Mayan her or no. anything. Like her head doesn't no, no. go roll down any. Well, that would pills. that would be the end of the story. She wouldn't become a god. That's true. Okay, it's very so true. I don't know. When you say sacrifice, I think of like the morbid, morbid days. So they of... all say sa- they always like bye, see you later. It's just left her. Bye. They left her, and then she gets swept up by the wind. Um, That's and a gust. Well, the the god of the wind. There's I can't remember his name, but there's a god of the wind. Uh, so he sweeps her up and takes her to this crazy palace, and she's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And she walks into this beautiful palace that's full of gems and gold and all of this shit. And she's like, "This is a god's home. Like, what the? F- where am I? Where am I?" Sounds like your happy place. What happened? Meg needs to be put up on a mountain and swept away to a beautiful. This is probably golden. why she's my favorite. Anyway. Golden so then palace. she's like being bathed and dressed by things she can't even see. So she's got like all these maids and stuff. And she's like, whoa. Like I get massaged by a thing I can't even see. That sounds kind of creepy. Right? Well, no. But, I mean, hey. I If I was getting massages. Right. It's true. Anyway, so at night she goes to go to bed and then she feels something get in bed with her. Oh, can she see it? No. And he starts talking to her and, you know, it's like, I'm your husband, da-da-da-da-da, like, I want to be with you, this is where we're going to live, but you can never ask to see me or anything like that, right? And so they're talking and whatever, and then, you know, he's Cupid, so of course she's like feeling his body and it's like rock hard and hairless, and she's like, okay, you're probably really hot. Yes, please. So long story short, they start, you know, their marriage, and he's gone when she wakes up every morning. So she spends the days alone with her handmaids that she can't see, and at night, like, he comes to her and stays the night with her and whatever. So eventually she falls in love with him, and then one day, you know, he can feel that she really misses her family, that she's alone all the time, and, like, all of this is great, but there's still something missing in her life. And so... Uh, he, you know, he says, he like rubs her belly one night and goes, well, you're pregnant with my child. And if you don't tell anybody that you're pregnant or about me, the child will be immortal and will be a God. But if you tell a single soul, then, uh, the baby will be mortal like you. And she's like, I won't tell anybody, but before I'm like really pregnant with child, will you, you know, can I go see my sisters or can I bring them here to see me? she's like one last time before you know I fully commit to this life and he's like yeah sure so her sisters right um she gets she goes down and meets her sisters and they're like oh my god you're alive and they're horrible humans uh and she's like yes come back to my palace with me and they they show her around and this and that and of course ask her a bunch of questions about who she's married to and this and that she can't answer the questions and um anyway they have this beautiful day and you know they're trying they're like trying to steal rubies and stuff off the the wall they're not nice uh and so they go home at the end of the night and they start plotting because they're jealous and they're ugly and they're it's like cinderella they're just not nice right and psyche was like ah you know eros comes to her that night and she's like oh my god i had the most amazing day with my sisters i love them and i miss them and da 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 and she's like, can I see them, you know, again? And he goes, well, of course, just, you know, remember that you cannot tell them anything about me or anything about the baby. 
And so the next day, you know, the wind goes down, picks up the sisters again and brings them back. And the sisters sit at dinner and start poisoning her mind. They start saying, you know, he's probably a dragon, a demon, da, 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 da. Like, how do you know if you've never seen him? Because she did say she'd never seen her husband. And they were like, okay, this is what you do. You need to figure out who your husband is. Because she just said, I don't even know his name. And she doesn't. She doesn't know his name at this point. This is what you do. You, you know, have your way with him. And then you wait for him to fall asleep. Make sure you stay awake. And then you, you know, they're basically plotting his murder. They want her to murder him so that she can be free. I don't know why anyone would want to be free of this castle. But, you know, whatever. They want to just try to steal the rubies. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she, that night, she's like, oh, my God, he's probably this crazy demon. You know, she waits for him to fall asleep. And she takes an oil lamp and, um, you know, like covers it with her hand so as not to wake him. And when the light spreads over him, she sees Eros, which is basically the most beautiful of all the Greek gods with that boyish beauty. And she becomes so transfixed on his wings and his tan beauty and everything that she starts to reach out to touch him. And as she's doing so, she's not paying attention and actually pours pours some of the hot oil out of the lamp onto his skin and burns him. And he wakes up and sees her and disappears. And the entire castle disappears. Everything disappears all at once. And so Eros crawls in a cave and is basically like trying to, because it, it's, um, she was also holding a knife. So, you know, a, a wound inflicted by someone that you love and a betrayal inflicted by someone that you love and the gods are not used to having pain was so bad that he just crawled in a cave and was licking his wounds. And Aphrodite found out what happened Uh-oh. and put it all together because she was like, why is nobody falling in love? And then found Eros in a cave crying and trying to get, because the wound wouldn't heal. Right. Because wounds inflicted by someone that you love are the hardest to heal. So he couldn't heal this oil wound. And Aphrodite was like, oh my God, I thought this bitch was dead. And (laughs) you've been fucking her? No, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, ideally. Yeah. And she's with child. Pretty much. And there's some scandalous shit going on in the Greek world. Yeah. So... Um, Psyche's like wandering around her castle's gone she's pregnant she's like what the fuck I'm just gonna kill myself oh and a um, oh my goodness what's the half goat half like you know centaur? Hercules? A, no a centaur is the uh, a centaur is half horse half man that's Sagittarius well what am I a half what you know half goat like half man you know half goat they trained um they trained like Hercules in the Disney movie. There's a specific name for them. Anyway, he shows up and she's like trying to kill herself. And he's like a fawn. Fawn. There we go. Um, like what the what are you doing? You can't kill yourself. You need to seek revenge. Oh, dear. We got more revenge. And she's like, what? He's like, your terrible sisters did this to you. You got to seek revenge. Oh. And she was like, oh, my God, you're right. Like, my sisters, this is my sister's fault. They've taken everything from me. I love this man so much. I'm pregnant with his child. I can't just kill myself. I need to seek revenge. 
So she goes to one of her sisters and is like, oh, my God, Cupid decide, you know, it was Eros. He actually just wanted me to get to you and he wants to be with you. So the wind will take you um, back to his castle so that you can be with him. Oh, shit. So the wind takes like she, you know, she's like, stand on this cliff. (laughs) Oh, and so the wind comes up and sweeps her off the cliff and she falls and dies. Um, and then the other sister, pretty much the same thing, murders her, not really murders her, but just like tricks her into dying. And so then she's like, my sisters are dead. I've seeked revenge. I'm free. I'm free. But like, how do I, how do I get Cupid to forgive me? I love this man. And I'm so like, sorry that I let somebody else manipulate me and da, 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 da. And, uh, anyway, so then Aphrodite finds her and locks her in a, uh, jail, crypt, whatever. And she doesn't kill her. Instead, she tortures her with three different chores that are impossible. Like, she pours out three different types of grain, mixes them around, and says, separate them by morning or you're dead. Wow, Aphrodite was a bitch. She was a bitch, but she hurt her son. So she's like mother's rage. Like, I'm about about to fuck you up. And Aphrodite's sitting there crying um, because Aphrodite's... or not Aphrodite, Psyche is laying there crying and like, poor me, how am I ever going to do this? I'm going to die. Well, whatever. And an ant like walks by as she's crying and he's like, hey, watch out. Like those tears aren't big to you, but they're, they could kill me. And she goes, and she so she tells him the entire story and her entire conundrum. And he goes, hey, I can help. And so he goes back and gets his little ant friends. He's the size of his aunt. And separates separates all of the grain by morning. And Aphrodite comes in and is like, how the fuck did you do that? Anyway, so there was three three things that she had to do. And then by the end of it, Eros finds out that Psyche has been taken hostage by Aphrodite. And then he goes to Zeus and is like, this is what's going on. Da-da-da-da-da. So Zeus comes in, takes Aphrodite, takes Psyche, takes them to Mount Olympus, is like, all right, enough of all of this. Um, Psyche, drink this mead, and you will become immortal. You will become one of us. Aphrodite, embrace your um, your step or not your stepdaughter, your daughter in law. Like you two need to stop fighting. She's now a goddess, so it doesn't matter if she's as pretty as you are. Like get over it. Right. And Cupid, like forgive her, move on. You have a child that's going to be born immortal, and you shouldn't have been hiding this in the first place and just asked. So <laughs> she became be bo- be the god of the soul and um, Cupid was the god of desire and they had a baby and whatever there was, you know, forgiveness and his wounds healed and this and that and our Dalmatian is licking my face. Um, so I love this story uh, and it's amazing to me because you can pull so much out of it of just like, again, what conquers pain, what conquers suffering love on when you want to forgive something it comes back to love when you want to move forward in something a frequency done in love heals what is so broken and also you think about like ill intent or things like that it's usually not I think very few people actually have ill intent for other people it's their own suffering and their own insecurities and their own feels, fears, just like Psyche's was, of why she did what she did. 
um, you know, it comes from a place of insecurity or lack within yourself. And, you know, people that are jealous or hateful are really ugly, like psyche sisters that choose to manipulate those, um, those breaks in our psyche and those breaks in our heart are really horrible humans, but we all do it to each other all the time. If you really think about it, it's like our insecurities we project onto other people. Right. And they were insecure. Aphrodite was insecure and they projected them onto psyche and it created all this pain and suffering. So it's funny how the pain and suffering of Cupid didn't even originate with psyche, right? It originated with Aphrodite and it originated with these pain and these trauma circles and lack within ourselves. Um, that apparently even happens in Greek gods and goddesses of, you know, fear of somebody being better than you or whatever. And it's, I love this story. It's my favorite of all of Greek mythology. And hopefully I did it justice. Like I try to remember all the pieces of it, but it's just acceptance and like just being who and what you are and feeling good enough about yourself and being again in that love frequency you know, not being able to forgive people, not being able to move forward, not being able to talk to people that you love and that you care about. It's like, you know, like Zeus said, just get over it. Like, right. You know, Cupid, get the fuck over it or Eros, you know, and he did and they ended up together forever. And, you know, he was with the woman that he loved and it's really not that big of a deal. It's like he chose to hold on to it. But what's so interesting, right, is that when he found out she was in danger and that her mom was trying to basically kill her. His mom. Yeah, his mom. Well, her mom tried to kill her too, but you know. Um, You know, he came to her rescue and all was forgiven. It's like, why does it take a life or death situation to forgive? You know, so many people wait until they're on their deathbeds to forgive people, to talk about things, to move forward. And I just don't believe that that's the way through things. And this is a really good story personifying that. But also it's that mind-body-spirit connection and that love heals those things because she was connected to the god of love and desire and the desire to heal and the you know desire and deserving go hand in hand right and even like carl jung i mean carl jung was huge on overlapping the tension between the personal and the collective elements of man right you know i mean that's exactly what this is and carl jung was a huge psychologist. i mean he was huge into psychology and the conscious and unconscious minds like if you don't know who Carl Jung is, you should definitely research him because he is, you know, this is a huge part of what he believed as well and what you see in modern day. Right. But I just found this fascinating. It is That fascinating. I just put two and two together that psychology comes from psyche and psyche is the god of the human soul, mind and spirit. Are you serious? Again, word magic. Think about it. It's so fucking crazy. I will never think about psychology the same way. And it's amazing that we've been putting together our coaching program saying you have to work in all three in order to heal. And it's proof is in the pudding, as they say. Psyche or psychology means mind, body, and spirit connection. People, if you do not have a connection to a power greater than yourself, if your body is sick... If your mind is unhealed, it has to do with all three parts in order to heal the whole. Right. And this is proof. And again, word magic is so insane because if you just look at what a word means, like if you even even if you look at somebody's name, one of my mentors, one of the things that she did was um, tell us what our names meant. 
And it's actually amazing how many people embody their names. Uh, and so go look up what your, what your name means. Like that, that's actually a huge key into who you are. Weirdly enough. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's, it's so bizarre. Um, like my, my name is basically Margaret, Margaret. Megan is a nickname for Margaret and Margaret, and it actually means pearl. And when you look at how a pearl is made, it is actually an irritant in a clam that over and over again, it is, um, mucus collects around the sand that has been put between the skin and the shell to actually protect it so it stops irritating it but it becomes this beautiful thing and pearl is actually my belief in what it actually does is it transmutes trauma into something beautiful and that's what we have ended up doing with our program is turning something that is ugly into something beautiful because our pain and our suffering and our shadow is actually where our strength and where our true gifts lie. And um, Nicole's going to now talk about what her main name, name means. Well, I was just Googling it because I knew it was called Victory. I knew Nicole meant Victory of the per- of the People. So Nicole is a feminine form of Nicholas, which originated from, you know, Greek name. Nic- Nicholas. Greek com- again. Here we go. Two compounded names of um, Nike and Laos, which was Victor. Victory was Nike. In Laos, the people, um, it means victory of the per- the people. Um, Nicole arose in the Middle Ages in France to honor St. Nicholas. Nicole embodies a balanced combination of French sophistication and simple elegance. However, the two symbol name is equally adorned and thanks to the nicknames of Nick and Nikki. Well, again, interesting, like victory of the people, victory for the people. Like if right, you think and about, think about community. What and you're like doing networking. and what we're doing. Yeah. Start looking at these things. It's quite fascinating. Yeah, it's super um, cool. I actually had no idea, like. Yeah, you start looking at all of this stuff and how people with certain names end up in, like, certain forms of medicine or certain thing. I mean, it, it's just... Word magic is a thing. Words have a ton of power. That's why we work so much with intention. Be very careful what you're naming your children, what you do with just like, again, say grand rising in the morning instead of, um, you know, good morning. You don't want to mourn when you wake up. That's yeah. just not a good frequency to start out with. But that's where we're at for today. Um, if you like this, let us know, or if this is like totally fucking random and you're like, I didn't even want to listen to this podcast because I turned it off and I don't care. <laughs> you're talking about Greek mythology. Uh, cause I love Greek mythology, so I'd love to talk about it, but I also know that I'm a Gemini moon and I can talk about pretty much anything. So, um, that was it for today. Yes. Our Dalmatians being fucking annoying as per usual, but we love her and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.